What is going on, everybody? Welcome. Oh, well, we got cables tugging here. Welcome back to the Power Show Tech Talk podcast. This is number 35, everybody. Um, we have some interesting things we're going to talk about tonight, uh, specifically this chip shortage. And I know everybody knows what we're talking about. Um, first and foremost, if you guys you know can't watch us on YouTube, make sure to check us out on all the mainstream podcast apps. Um, we got it all: Spotify, Apple, TuneIn, Podbean, all of them. Um, this uh, a particular scenario that we have going on right now in this uh, pretty much world um, with this supply shortage and chip chip. Nobody can find these computer chips for all of these modules in these trucks. And, um, you know, DS being him at the plant is kind of seeing, you know, ground zero front line, so to speak. You know, they're building these trucks and can't, can't finish them. And that in turn is, you know, affecting us as technicians with getting parts it's affecting people who are trying to buy vehicles or especially even trying to order vehicles. Like I don't even know, want to know what the waiting list is for getting, ordering a new truck. Oh, dude. Matt was just I, talking in pregame about I all these trucks sitting. I overheard your wait time, like your lead time. If you were to order a truck today, it's May 11th. So this will probably come out in what? End of June, early mm. July. I think they said the lead time was 28 weeks or something. Like I you order, they, I heard they just roll it to the next model year. Yeah, you're if you order a 2021, you're probably just going to get a 2022. Wow, I don't even know, like what the actual particular chip is. Like, so here's the deal, bro. What what is it? They obviously it, can build a truck and it, drive it to where they're sitting. Yeah, I heard it was for the wiper switch. The wiper oh. switch. Come on, really? Well, no, no, no. What they're, I think the issue they're really having is not a, a chip in particular, it's the building blocks of the chip. So, whatever conductors or those little diodes and all the components that go into the chips, those components to even build the chips are what they're short on. Well, yeah, it's a semiconductor shortage, semiconductor which shortage. I think this was forecasted like a year ago that this could be so, an issue as far as like you were saying matt the wiper switch maybe it was a wiper switch but i do know uh working on at ford that the whole wiper motor was was missing for a for a good while probably i, say, I knew it, it had something to do with the wipers i think they were out of wiper motors for like a good month a solid month no wiper motors which is insane. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you look and you see pictures of, where is it? Kentucky Speedway. They've got what, like 5,000 trucks just sitting in a lot right now. I mean, we were shipping trucks without like modules. Some, I don't know all the modules, but it was a pretty serious one underneath the glove box in the new 2021 F 150s. And the truck would still run, but they just left the glove box off. They left stuff hanging a little bit, and they went and parked them. So the thing too, I was though, wondering is like, are they going to fix them in the parking lot, or they're going to throw them probably, back on the line? Or no, yeah, they're going to have to fix those in the parking lot. I don't see them coming back to the plant, but the plant is already kind of clogged up with all the repairs. There's no way they're probably yeah, just fixing them. 
No, they're going to have Roush probably come out and fix them. Probably. Roush again, they're, big, big retro on that. They're probably not using union workers to go out to those lots and fix them. They're all over. Oh, probably not. I remember oh, no. when, like the, the 2019 Explorer debacle was happening yeah. with the yep. Chicago plant. Yep. And it was like, I remember them. Dude, I will it was, never it forget was, this. We yeah, were, what was that? What was wrong with those? Dude, all sorts of build quality issues. Like you'd get in and freaking A pillars would be missing. There would be so, that, that. So here's the all thing. All sorts of crap, here's dude. The there thing. was, hold on, uh, hold on. I got to tell you how bad this was. So, like I've said before, one of my coworkers, wives is like our office manager so she gets a demo and he was telling me she had just got her new explorer they were out at sam's club or something and the thing just starts dumping coolant out of the rear of the vehicle so first he thought like dang did this thing lift ahead so bad that it's blowing coolant out the exhaust right i'm like i don't know so he's got it up in the air and i'm looking up there and i'm like these idiots put the hoses on for the rear heater and they didn't, they didn't release the clips. They just shoved them on and let it go down the road. Yeah. It was like, are you kidding me? But it was like, dude, every Explorer we had come in had something wrong with them. You know, it's weird. Wow. Um, this, that new Explorer, when it came out, it kind of set like the architecture for Ford vehicles. How like, you know how you work on a vehicle and how everything <laughs> It's kind of similar whether you go from model to model. They use right. kind of the same. Yeah. When the F-150 launched, that was a big thing. They said, we don't want another Chicago. And there was a bunch of meetings and all that. Like, you should just see, you, you, you'd be blown away how it falls on deaf, on deaf ears. You're talking to union workers. We're sitting there. The, the, the one plant manager, you can't even hear her. We're all nodding our heads, yeah. <laughs> By the end of the conversation, goes she goes, nobody can hear me, can they? <laughs> no, we can't hear you. Like the thing that blew my mind is like none of the plants talk. So like the oh, they talk and they oh, were okay, talking. so they do. Yeah, it was the, no because people were going from from uh, <laughs> people had to go because they were the shipping the Chicago Explorers over to the Flat Rock plant, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Something like that cuz people had to from Dearborn had to go over there and make repairs. Um and which is silly because like this new architecture is so different that I don't even know why you'd even take people from Dearborn to make repairs if they haven't done it unless they're just that good. But everything's everything is uh a lot of these things are very different as far oh. as assembly. Dude, that just made me think of another thing. Some of it is, some stuff's better. Some stuff's a lot better. We had a uh, a twenty one five fifty that wouldn't run, and it went to our one of our upfitters, right? And they're like, "Yeah, we noticed the wires were kind of messed up by like where the crank sensor harness is down by that little valve for the um the trans cooler, right?" So, you know, buddy that I work with goes to pull the crank sensor connector out and he's looking at it. He's like, dude, this looks like someone just threw some tape on it and just kind of <gasps> booged a repair together because they caught something on the line. And then, are you serious? Oh, dude, they totally like screwed that harness up on the line, threw some tape on it, and just said, screw it. Wow. It ripped the pins out. I mean, why did they put tape on it? That's messed up. I don't know. I couldn't see our, up, our bodybuilder. You know, 
they got the truck and like they couldn't get it off the the transport. You know, seeing the 21s though, uh, being there for the launch of this, it's very different. Some of the stuff they really nailed it and made it better as far as assembly is concerned. And then some of the stuff is just unforeseen complications. But honestly, after building it for a couple of months now, I think what, four or five months, I don't know. It's a good vehicle. It's a really solid vehicle. Yeah, you know how they say don't buy the first year? I think if you if you can avoid the first year, not just the first, maybe the first half of the first year is a little rough. Toward the end of that first year, it's, it's getting better. Yeah, it seems I used to iron stuff out. Yeah, they're ironing stuff out after about four or five months. They're starting to iron stuff out. It's starting to get pretty solid. The first ones, though, woo. Yeah. Aaron, do you remember when, when all the aluminum trucks, the aluminum Super Duties came out? And the coolant degas hose didn't have any paint marks on it. And by 2019, they'd have like five different paint marks to make sure mm-hmm. those degas hoses were crimped. Mm-hmm. And they still leak. Uh-huh. Every truck I see, push them together, grab my side cutter, squeeze them up real good. I literally was just talking about the same thing probably like an hour and 40 minutes ago with a there you, with a, there you a go client. Ford. I just saved you guys however much money on all those trucks that I just crimped. <clears throat> but we're good in 2020. Together. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I haven't really had any any issues with them, or at least how they definitely were like what Matt's talking about. I think the only um, thing I've had to do with 2020s is but DPFs getting stolen. I've Ooh. seen some melted tees on the uh crap i can't remember where it's at now on the coolant lines on the um 2020 2021s the t's are melting can't remember where it's at it's right on top of the engine i believe that's it dude aaron i was gonna ask you this how many oil cooler inlet nipples like the fitting or the hose or the clamp will you have fail after you do like an oil pan like they'll just pee right out of them Oh, yeah, most definitely. And at first, I'm like, okay, is it because I'm using pliers to, like, wiggle the hose off? And I'm like, I, I don't know. So then I started using a hose pick every time, and they still just pee coolant straight yeah. out of the hose. So it's I go grab, O-ring. A, go grab a different hose, and yeah. it's good. It's that O-ring. Um, it's, you're, it's inevitable. You're going to have to replace that, that, uh, that hose when... Well, I'm talking about the one that. that comes down from the top of the block and goes into the cooler. Uh, like on the oil no, cooler. No, I've never. I mean, I take it off the oil cooler and just leave it well, on Yeah, the I block. take it off and then I take the hose and flip it up. Yeah, that's what I do. And then I'll go to put it back on, put the clamp on, go drive the truck, put it back up in the air, see if I got any leaks. And there's always coolant dripping out of that. Unless you like squeeze it too hard with pliers and oblong the, 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 the aluminum. Yeah. No, the aluminum pipe on the oil cooler. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. I, I use like a hose pick so it shouldn't leak, but hmm. I don't, I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. One thing that we do um, have to use quite often <clears throat> and um, my phone has been blowing up. One thing that we have to use often when fixing these power strokes is 
specialty tools. Oh, I like and specialty tools. We have to uh, constantly evolve with with the tools that are on the market and and things that break. We may get into different scenarios where, you know, sometimes uh, space is a problem or cost is an issue. And uh, there is one company out there, uh, several companies, but there's one in particular that I've, I've worked with and, and, and have gotten a lot of, uh, of their tools and have gotten great feedback from other, other techs in the industry, uh, a company called Promax. I don't know if you guys have all heard of it, uh, but we, we do have Chris, uh, who is from Promax. He uh, was able to join us tonight. And, um, you know, the six, seven or not six, seven, but just vehicles in general, um, uh, they have a lot of great products that uh, is not just for, for diesel. They do have gasoline stuff. And I got a, a lot of great Ooh. videos, um, not just drilling bolts out. They have uh, some extractors to get some oil tubes that break off in our modular Ford, Ford engines. Um, and even um, I've been actually using quite often um, is the slide hammer they have. I was just going to say that nice little slide hammer for pulling <laughs> injectors out. It really works well. And then if you got a lot of the engine tore apart, because let's say you're doing a fuel system or something. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I have been accustomed to flipping the hold downs over and hitting it like a little, you know, fulcrum. Go get the slide hammer. It takes two minutes. You're not fighting anything. You're not hitting your finger with the hammer. You just, and it's out. Yeah, I need and, to, I need to get one of those because I'll just take an old line, bend it over, grab my giant slide hammer, hook it under. And it's like, every time our Pro Max rep comes in, I'm like, can I, can I just borrow that? Because I don't want to spend the money on it but i really want it chris are those a hot seller or what tell me <laughs> tell us what's i'll tell going you what on. man i'll tell you what can you hear me all right yeah you sound great oh yeah okay sweet um well hey i appreciate the lead and that's with the six seven um there's a few kits that are just number one we can't keep them on the shelves and the the first one we have which we can talk you know to the end of the world about is the EGR bolt repair kit, right? Um, and that's how I found you, um, you know, and that's why I've got, you know, PTT Tech Talk, you know, all over my office. But um, that's number, number one, one. watched video on YouTube for the correct way to extract the EGR bolts using their kit. And there have been yeah. so many hacked ways that we've been seeing. Dude, these guys got it. Dude, got it. I have so. seen so many rtv and self tapper jobs on that oh really i want to cry we just saw one come in tonight and i know you asked about the slide hammer but if you guys can see this there's a guy uh that that looks awful i mean i'll share it with you a rod um but we get guys every night whether they're just they have a few trucks um caring for a lawn care company or it's their own truck um we can't keep that one on the shelf but the one you were asking about with the slide hammer, um, that kit comes with like two parts. There's like a jack screw. We call it the lift kit. Right. And um, it simply sits in, there's like a little pad sits in the fuel injector hold down bolt. And then you can use a jack screw to just lift it right out. But the slide hammer attaches right to the top of the fuel injector on the 6.7. And with a little bit of added pressure, if you have the jack screw and you're tightening it up and then pop it with this mini slide hammer, yep. um, there's no 
getting in there. Um, and there's other tools on the market, just like a lot of the stuff we have. There's specialty tools for you know everything out there. And that thing's beefy too. The the little jack screw. I mean, it's not like a little. It's difference. not compared to the hold down bolt. It's right. a no. Okay. It's a girthy. It's like almost the size of a three eighths extension. Girth it makes, size. It makes bolt. the Ford one look hilarious. Yeah. It's it's um we we see stuff we know tools exist on the market but if there's a way to do it a little bit better and save a few minutes here and there the the one the i think otc or bosch whoever makes it um you have to bolt it to the head and there's a lot of tool truck brands that also have a similar design you have to bolt that tool to the head and when you're doing eight injectors that time adds up and um that's that's our goal is like if we're going to put something on the market you're going to have to get your money back in one day. Otherwise we don't touch the tool. I, I, um, I think, I think what, what Promax, uh, the entity itself, um, we were kind of talking about this in pregame um, is, is Jeff's background and him actually being on our side of the fence, uh, wrenching and knowing the struggles that we, you know, Oh, shit oil pan bolt just broke all right well what are you as a technician gonna have to do to get this out and i think you know having that background you know really helps i guess you guys think outside of the box because like yeah and how did how did all this start like how did um how did you come across the idea to even start making these tools just the need really yeah the background of it all um, if you guys ever browse our catalog or check out the website, um, you'll see that are named after people. And that's the really cool part of, um, of Promax is it, it all started with drilling out broken exhaust bolts, exhaust manifold bolts on Ford modular, four, six, five, four, actually the six, eight as well. And that rocky um, it was the jig. Yeah. Rocky. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Exhaust so, bolts I mean, on modular. It's, it's evolved a lot over the years. Like the first one he rolled out um, a little over 10 years ago was like a you know little plate bolted up and it had a one bushing and you drilled a pilot hole and then tapped in a easy out. Um, and it's evolved so much that we tell guys not to even mess with easy outs anymore because the risk involved with like, even if you do everything right and your threads are looking perfect, um, breaking an easy out just sucks and you're not gonna have a productive job. So every kit um, we have for exhaust manifold bolts now, you can extractorless and you can drill it all the way out and it includes a tap to um, just chase the threads completely Ooh. out. So that's where it started. Let me ask you this, you mentioned modular V8. Do you have anything for the spark plugs on the 5.4 when they were breaking inside of the head? Yeah, we actually, we have a kit for that too. Pretty beefy drill bit comes with it. Mm. Um, everything you should need. Um, there's other stuff on the market. We totally, we totally see that. Uh, popularity for that has definitely pulled back a bit. Um, you oh, know, okay. spark plug issues on the, on the modular. Um, not as hot anymore. The two markets that we definitely have seen and we're, we're really putting our eyeballs on is um, the six, seven power stroke. And three yeah. five ego boost. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, what what's what's breaking? Boost. What's breaking on the three five ego boost? Don't tell them. Tell them 
the the big thing you guys got for the drivetrain because I see so many people just going <laughs> whoa and I'm so tired of hearing uh, the air hammer. Oh, are you are you I'm talking so tired for the um he's talking about the puller. The will yeah, puller. Yeah. Dang. You this know is, that's this extremely is popular. That's another really slick on the shelves. Um it's called the Tommy Pro Kit and we rolled it out for Ford Explorers first. And now it actually is a, we have a similar concept, a uh, different kit for Supras, which are seeing the same issue. But yeah, for Ford Explorers, um, really started with police fleets. We're out of Pittsburgh, PA. And um, the way that Jeff and myself, we, we get out in the field, we'll stop by shops randomly. We'll go to diesel shops, we'll go to shops independent shops. And we just talk to guys and go, what, what's going on? And the funniest thing is, um, I roll in with Jeff one day, and if, if he ever rolls up on a, a shop that you're at, it's hilarious because he's in dress shoes, dress shoes, uh, black dress pants, and like a white shirt. And um, and I'm doing videos. Everyone's like, "Why is that guy wearing a white shirt? You know, swinging a wrench." Like, <laughs> <All right>. like, <laughs> so um, it's awesome though. He he gets in there and um, has no fear. But we rolled into a Ford shop just north of Pittsburgh, and they had two rookies swinging back and forth on one of those. Um, hub smashers or whatever you want to call them yeah. Yeah. and they just had two guys going back and forth on this thing sweating and swearing and you know uh i was like that looks awful like whoo so we go in we talk to the service manager we're bsing for a little bit and like 30 minutes come back they're still swinging at it swearing wow. at each other calling each other it. um and they almost flattened that steel bar into a wow. pancake and he looks at me, he goes, there's got to be something better for this. You know, there's got to be something better. Um, so it had a few renditions, a lot of testing, but that's another one. It's just sweet. And um, surprisingly, it's popular in more than just the Northeast, where you have your corrosion and these things basically welding themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, for the audience. And those two dissimilar it metals. It yeah, it's the wheelbearing hub. Yeah, I think it's Gen 2 and Gen 3 wheel bearings. They're the, um, you know, uh, pressing type. They're bolted in. There's four bolts that go in. And um, these guys can't get them out. I mean, it's amazing <laughs> how stuck these things are. Um, that, happened, that happened to me one time. I was a young guy working on an old POS. It was like an Oldsmobile, but it had like aluminum. I think it had like a, I don't know, dissimilar metals. Yeah. And I tried to... Metal. I'm trying to do like a hub bearing replacement, you know, you take off the four bolts on the back and then you try to take off the hub bearing and it wouldn't come off. And I had, a, I went to Harbor Freight and bought a big uh, hydraulic puller and was pulling on it and it wouldn't, it wasn't happening. I ended up mm-hmm. having to take it into a shop and, and get help. And uh, they, they ended up having, you know, big torches and stuff that got it off, but I was so embarrassed, man. I was so <laughs> it's embarrassed. It's amazing. When those things finally uh, break free, it sounds like a bomb going off. Um, when they finally just like and separate, everyone I just remember the, it was an um, old timer. He just like, you got to heat it and beat it and repeat it. It's just like, oh, I was just so embarrassed. <laughs> heat it and beat it. Hey, she can't stuck if she's liquid. She can't <laughs> stuck if she's liquid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like That's that. the best. I um, would like to see how that because you're talking about a puller that can get that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a cool I would concept. Like to see how it looks. Don't you got Is like there, a little clip video or something on on the website or something? Yeah, yeah, and we have a lot of user videos coming Let's in from the field it. as well. Um, 
maybe I can share one here sometime. But well, the, he, the he concept is oh, okay. Yeah, it's a rod. It's on our website in the Tommy, but our YouTube channel has it too. Um, so is it is it hydraulic? Is it a screw type? Is it you know what? Yeah, great question. It what it does. It, it essentially you knock out the studs on the, the wheel bearing hub itself, and it bolts onto those studs. You bolt it on, all right? All right? And then um, it has three push rods which go through the stud holes and press against the back plate and the knuckle. Um, oh, and then wow. a center forcing screw oh, basically draws right two plates together and um, it will pull it out. And it's a giant, a giant, as a half inch. Um, so let's see here if I can. It, it's an incredible amount of power. And the only time we've ever had this tool fail in the field is when guys don't grease it. They put it in dry and it just like, they bang on it and the whole thing seizes up. Um, yeah, no, you can't do that. Man, who made this video? It's sweet. Wow, look at that. Okay, I want to see the puller. So what year would this be? With with Explorers. Um, Can you guys see that? Yeah. 15 through, I mean, older than that. Like how old? <laughs> with Explorers. Sledgehammers. Um, <laughs> this, is, this guy's hilarious. Uh, he's cracking me up. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, because he's cutting his uh, studs there, huh? Yeah, he cut his studs out because some of them, with the way the knuckle is, you can't just pop them out with a hammer. Oh, because um, they're too long, or uh, because the the plate, the the knuckle behind it is, yeah, they're too long. Yep. There's our oh, guy Jeff. I need to get some Promax stickers from you guys. Oh boy! Uh, look at that. That is so smart, dude. That is that's. Uh, I like that. Now. A lot of guys have their method and I say, hell yeah, we're not here to take away. If you got a method, it's working, it's working safely. Um, it's safe for you. It's safe for the repair. You're not jacking anything else up. Um, do it. You know, if it works, it works. And some guys use that screw method where they'll put in an, uh, a screw and a nut and work both sides back and forth to try to walk this bearing out. Um, I have with that is, you're walking in a press fit, you know, precision fit um, item, and you're going to jack up the knuckle. I, it's not going to be the same secure fit. So oh, this yeah. pulls it straight out the same way that it's put in in the factory. So you're knocking out. out, you're knocking out those studs, but you're getting new studs anyway with the new hub bearing. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it's I like it's an incredible power. amount of force. There's another, there's a newer like hydraulic one on the market, but this is half the price of it. Dang, um, you know, it's not a cheap there. tool, but I like how it's very compact. It's not a big, it's not a big thing. It's just a compact little. Now, does this work on other vehicles or? Right now, um, we know and certified it and have actually tested ourselves for Explorers, Taurus, Edge, and Flex, I think. Um, those are the four you know for a fact it works on. Um, the other model that we have um, worked on is Subarus. Um, almost every year with our newest modification, um, everything 2012 and older for Subarus. Yeah. Um, the issue was we, we thought it could just be universal, but the knuckle itself was a lot smaller. So there was nowhere for these push rods to actually land and land safely without oh, blowing wow. stuff apart. Um, yeah, I've, have, I've seen this happen. Yeah. 
Dude, oh, the other thing you want to talk about seeing happen is I've seen people put the old hub smasher on there, get the 15 pound sledge out and just snap that knuckle before. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've never seen that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dang. There's some Broke crazy enough. hacks out there. I mean, guys, even on like on more heavy duty stuff, a, um, a private like extension and put it behind the knuckle and then use the power steering to try to pop mm-hmm. uh, a wheel bearing out. I've heard and, of I mean, that that's too. That's incredible. Use it. How, how much force is a power steering? You know, like all of it. And I can, I know for a fact that works because I bought a tool from Matco that I literally pulled the nuts off of a, like a Dana, you know, Dana hub for the wheel bearing. And I just throw it in there and then I turn the truck on, turn the wheel and it just pushes, pushes the hub right out. Yeah. Now, unless they invent some power steering on the rear wheels, we can't use that there, you know, like. Yeah. (laughs) I was telling, I was telling, um. Was I telling you, Cody, or was I talking to somebody else about it? The uh, kit for the broken bolt for the injector hold down. Dude, I was just going to say that. I was just going to comment on how you guys saved my ass because you guys overnighted (laughs) us a Nico Pro kit. And I was able to get this guy's truck back because it was like, Uh, that's awesome. This guy needed a fuel system. And I, you know, I started getting one. I think it was on number four. I start getting number four out and it's going, going, going pink. All right. I'll go to number five, going, going, going pink. Number six, didn't even have to try pink. And it was just like insane. I think I, in total, I broke four or five hold down bolts. And it's like, there's nothing you can do about (laughs) it. Good for you. (laughs) It was embarrassing, but it was like, it was way better than me having to, you know, yank the heads off and send them out. In the past year, the popularity of that kit, the um, the fuel injector hold down bolts for the six seven, has blown up, and nine out of ten of them over we overnight, um, we overnight it constantly because guys, it, we, you don't expect you need it until all of a sudden it happens, and yep. um, we actually, it's not common, but we actually uh, rolled out a thread repair kit for that as well, where you can over drill and put an insert. Uh, really yeah, oh that's what that's what we ended up doing with the was it the pro kit yeah yeah pro kit plus probably add some inserts yeah i don't um, think we have what that i think one. happens is like the i think condensation on the valve cover ends up getting down and just beating up that screw in particular right that bolt in particular um and it's we're seeing it constantly um we have them going out every day overnighted um but it's pretty cool. Not as popular as the EGR kit, the the Nino. Um, I mean, I don't want to say I have a way to get around from you having. I think I used that kit once, and I'm like, I'm never gonna break one of these ever again, and I haven't <laughs> since. So, knock on yeah. wood. But my thing is, I, I'll just take a eight mil on an extension and just beat the living shit out of it with a sledgehammer, and then crack it loose a little bit, spray some penetrating oil down there, mm-hmm. and just keep beating it, and then you just finesse it back and forth no power tools i just started taking the pipe off so matt what you're talking about is like techniques to just like get stuff that's stuck out you know like kind of shocking it oh yeah because yeah you just got to shock the hell out of it otherwise you're going to be calling chris up and you're like hey man i need (laughs) i need a nino kit because i just broke this thing off you know it's going to cost money to overnight it i just want to let you know 
So Chris, in <laughs> your it. in your line of work, <laughs> in your in your line of work, what kind of like like Matt saying like shock it? Is there things that that we can do like that? Like yeah. kind, of, kind of shock it? Like what would be some of those things? I don't. It's it's tough. Some things you are just at the mercy of the engineers, right? Um, yeah. Oh yeah. And. I, one of the funniest things ever is when I was doing some research and I found the first video of A-Rod um, removing the, the bolts on, um, on his 6.7, all the, the people in my office, all they could hear was the audio. And you hear, come on, baby. Oh, here she comes. And everyone's like, Christopher, what are you watching, man? I'm like, no, it's this guy, A-Rod. You should hear him on the phone. He's got a dirtier mouth than that. Like, yeah. But um as far as that that is awesome oh uh, it was it was awful it was embarrassing My interns <laughs> were like, this, like, um but as far as that there's only so much you can do i've seen you know so much penetration soaked into stuff um but unfortunately some spots you are really at the mercy um they're gonna break they're gonna break and yeah. um that actually one of the questions i was gonna ask you guys is um Recently, this could be a whole other topic, but recently I've been working with um, some local Ford asset programs where they um, they train. I think it's like eight weeks in the field, at a shop, eight weeks in the classroom, eight weeks in the shop. So these young guys, and they don't always have the old heads around to show them the old tricks, you know, not like, you know, the ancient guys like A-Rod and you guys, you know, like that have all the, uh, the tricks. that ancient. Next podcast. <laughs> Next podcast is going to be the asset crew from 20 years ago that were in my class. And we're going to talk to the instructor and just uh, oh, really? the podcast just to bring light about assets. So it's funny that you just uh, brought that up. It's cool because um, with demand, I mean, you have, I know diesel techs, the shorter supply than ever, but you, your baby boomers, of course, are retiring and, um, Yep. There's less and less folks going into the field. So I've started connecting and reaching out to, we're in Pittsburgh, PA. So um, from Ohio to Central PA, I've been reaching out and working with local Ford asset programs to give them just some heads up and not even pitch our products. But when it comes to, if you guys have to use a drill bit, it's not like how your dad taught you on the back deck you know, in the summer when you were building it. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of wow. different. You're using... Um, you have to think about hardness and cutting yeah. edges and engaging cutting edges. Lubrication. Um, yeah, yeah. Heat, speed, temperature, speed. Um, speed. Thank you. Speed. Go in there and blast it that's, as fast as you can. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's um, something I learned no, over the last year. That's a quick year. way to go yeah, through a uh, $100 titanium yeah. cobalt, whatever drill yeah. bit. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do as much customer education. And now I'm trying to reach these guys as young as possible. Um, so that you're not swearing at us when you break, you know, a really expensive drill bit you had overnighted. Um, or even <laughs> or even to get into that situation, being a young person or, a, a, you know, a young in the game and having that, where do I go? Oh, yeah, Promax. <laughs> so I remember. Me, that's the let marketing me, standpoint. Let me ask yeah. you this. So you have a lot of Ford specific stuff. Yeah. But you mentioned like easy out that's kind of like an off the shelf thing where you i think you can get that at like autozone or whatever yeah do you have like a kit for just general purpose like can get a lot of you know broken bolts out mm -hmm. not 
for not specifically Ford, but just a good entry level broken bolt. Entry level, I mean, the there is no universal um, kit just yet, and that's because engines are getting smaller and smaller, and every case isn't the same. If you work them on a Hemi um, or something like that, chances are you can probably back that bolt out. I mean, hell, a lot of guys have a lot of success welding a nut on and twisting it out. And right. if that works, cool. We're not going to compete with that. Um, right. But the most adaptable thing that we have on the market, it's a kit we call Bullet. Um, it's actually named after like Steve McQueen's Mustang, I think, and um, back in the day. And it, it's adaptable. It's, a, it's any um, linear bolt pattern where they're straight in a, in a line. It has moving carriages. So you can kind of like replicate and then and then line them up that way. Uh, but yeah. unfortunately, if you're working on any sort of GM or um, the EcoBoost, those bolt patterns aren't linear at all. It looks like a block of Swiss cheese, you know, the side of that cylinder head. Um, so the best kit if you're young tech is the um, our Rocky Pro Kit because it's going to get you on the four six to five four and the uh the v10 mm -hmm. um that's that's been the bread and butter for years but isn't there v10. one that's got the diesel one on there too or is that still it the rocky does. yeah that's that's the rocky 2 kit or we have oh one just, yeah 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 that's so you, so they, you've got a kit that covers a wide range of ford vehicles yeah yeah there's yeah, yeah so the rocky 2 kit does five four um four six six eight and then it does the six oh and the six four um power stroke i so have pretty, that's a pretty that. solid kit I have the six four one. That's um, hold on. Um, you got the Y pipe one. Yeah, don't tell me. Um, um, <laughs> uh, Nino, no. Close. Uh, not not the Nico. It's a female name. What is it? Rosina. Oh, I would have not got that. Yeah. Uh, come on. So the funny thing is, I'll give you guys a quick backstory, and I'd have Jeff here, but the guy's on the road constantly. We can't keep him in the office because he loves doing research he loves being in the field and talking to you guys um and uh he's heading out the first thing in the morning tomorrow but um they, all of those kits are named after his family um he's got like 10 siblings and um that's awesome so he started naming them one after another after another and um so there's no shortage of names but yeah the the six four wide pipe um that one is actually completely extractorless it, it, you drill it all the way out don't use an easy out mm -hmm. um like entry level, they do have an extractor, um, but it's it's a pretty cool type of extractor. It's not your simple off of you know O'Reilly's you know wall um, or left-handed bit. Um, I wrote a I think it was a pretty cool article. It's a pretty popular article on different types of extractors out there. And the only one we recommend um, it's like a straight spline, and it has a turn nut on it that moves. And so that way, if you drill your pilot hole and you pop this spline and you hammer the spline in you can put this turn nut as low as possible against the cylinder head um, so that you don't have all that torque on the actual spline of the extractor, which can break. Um, so it keeps it pretty low and close. That's the only one we ever recommend. Um, mm. But it, it, that's where it all started. It was exhaust manifold bolts in the Northeast. The one yeah. thing I remember getting when I got my Rocky two kit was, so if you had, well, I guess not if you had, uh, you could have retrofitted, but I got the special quarter drive air ratchet yeah. with that little, uh, Pro Chuck. 
red or red pink cap that goes on it so you could actually like put your hand against the head or uh, a pry yeah. bar against the frame you know to you know drill up in you got that. one of those yeah well that was i mean that was one of the first kits i bought but i yeah. also got it's like well shoot it's like i really need this 90 degree i could put a drill bit on my quarter inch ratchet i'm like I might as well, you know, it's like at the time, yeah. it's like, what do you, you don't have, uh, you know, do I buy a 90 degree air drill or do I get this high, high RPM quarter inch air ratchet, which is, it was kind of stubby. I mean, what's it like this big? You're not, it's not, it's not that small. It's pretty short and it's got a, a flat head on it. The, yeah. the ratchet that we sell and rolled out the ratchet is because we needed limited space. Um, yeah. and so this, this pro ratchet is what we call it. Um, is a flathead, um, 600 RPM, sweet, sweet ratchet. And if you, you, you pair it up with our, um, our chuck, we have a chuck that you can attach to a quarter inch, um, ratchet and turn it into a drill. Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So that way it's, um, extremely popular with GM repairs, um, especially the back bolt that, um, breaks on those i know it's not gm podcast i'm so sorry oh no 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 uh, we're covering <laughs> promax baby <laughs> so so that's pretty popular and it was good but it wasn't the best solution and that's why just um a few weeks ago we rolled out the newest um piece of technology and we really kind of learned about it from um air airplane technicians and guys that work on airplanes because they have extremely limited space um, drilling out rivets and whatever it may be. So we call it power drive and it's maybe three quarters of an inch large pops on a ratchet and it uses threaded drill bits. Um, extremely stubby little guys. Hey Rod, did I send you one in the mail? Yeah. Those that little plastic caboodle. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. We just rolled that out and that's the next thing. Um, it's not even related to exhaust manifold bolts. We just know there's gonna be times, um, even with like body work or getting up in a wheel well or something like that, um, where you, you have definitely about that see much room. Using those to drill out rivets or something, that real yeah. fine. Or spot weld, yeah. something like that. For sure, so for sure. That's it, when it comes to drilling technology, that's the newest thing we have. Um, there are those, those 90 degree Actually, I think Snap-on just rolled one out. It's a cordless version of a, um, it's a 90 degree drill, but it accepts threaded drill bits. Um, Snap-on just rolled out a cordless one. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so I don't know if that's official. I hope they don't audit this video. Yeah, so anyways, um, that's, that's the kind of stuff that's out there. And um, when it comes to what we see every day, the power stroke and the eco boost are what we're getting calls about. And um, back to what I was saying 10 minutes ago, educating these young guys on how they can be the most productive, you know, time is money. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, you know, with your time in the field, what, what could you tell yourself 10 years ago? What would you tell yourself 20 years ago? You know, what to invest, um, what, what tricks you wish you knew? It's so That's, hard for me to tell myself now, but brother, just invest in some patience, man. Yeah. Like I'm not, forget the tools. You're bringing up that tools is a good point, but if you're an invest, just, 
I'm looking back now and it's like I couldn't hear myself telling me this, but just trust me, you'll thank me later. And then buy some tools because then you'll have the patience to use them. But, you know, it's, yeah, embarrassing. You learn, you learn uh, uh, what not to do. You learn what tools to use and, and, and you learn from your elders by member going uh, before we really dealt with Promax. Um, yeah. you, know, you, you go up to the older techs with your tail between <laughs> your legs. Hey, Ron, do you think maybe I could maybe use your timing holder? I'm going to tell you something. You got three turns. This is your first one. The second one, after that, you buy your own. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And I live by that now. I mean, my my close coworkers, but you know, you got you know a newbie. I'm just gonna, hey, I'm just gonna, just gonna let you know. You see that sticker right there? It says warning: get your own tools. I mean, that that's a joke <laughs> sticker, but I'm I mean, let's we're all here doing the same thing, brother. Yeah. You feel me? But then along came Promax and. Life got better. <laughs> that's one of the things that we try to make a difference is 24-7, like, call us in the middle of the night, um, technical support. If you're in there and things are starting to look hairy, pick up the phone and call our technical support. You'll get um, someone seasoned from our team, and 75% of the time, you'll get Jeff, the guy who invented the tool himself, and he loves it. I wish people, you know, like, I wish I had more time to get in front of him, and um he gets very passionate calls about what guys are seeing. And if he doesn't have a tool for it, he might jump in the van and go down to your shop, you know, across the country and go look at what you're looking at. So we can wow. develop a more productive solution. One thing it. that, that really, um, I mean, first impressions stick. And it's when I got the Promax tool, I'm not saying all their tools come like this because the little bits he just sent me didn't, you know, come like this or the, the dipstick tube extractor. Um, mm -hmm. But for the most part, all their little jigs and plates and, and accoutrement come in these really nice kits and they're all divvied up, have their own little slots, you know, for, for the bits or for the uh, chuck. Um, and it, you're not going to uh, lose anything. Is you it have, blow mold or what? No, yeah. it's uh, yeah, the, the cases, the but hard shell, yeah, the uh, inserts. What would that be like foam, just like cut out foam or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you have your EGR kit, you have your fuel injector kit, you have this kit, and there's not all you know just garbled in one kit. You have you know, you're organized, everything's you know, the drill bits, however, you know, between Joe mm -hmm. and the manifolds and some, some other things, uh, can be interchanged just the same size drill bits used for this over yeah. here. Um, but everything's organized and the finishing of everything is really nice. Um, that brings up a really good point, A-Rod. Those exhaust manifold kits, the coolest part is since you can't have a universal thing that goes on everything, um, if you buy that like Rocky kit, for example, mm -hmm. you've got that nice foam to lay out. It has a series of drill bushings, which screw in. They're not slip fit, so they screw in their machined. We make them right here in Pittsburgh with, you know, Pittsburgh machinists. Um, and uh, and uh, if you, you want to get the one that works on the, um, let's say a GM, you're working on a GM next uh, for some reason, you can, all you have to do is buy the plate. Um, 
the fasteners that hold it to the head for the most part. Uh oh, <laughs> and it, the fasteners, the drill bushings, the drill bits, the taps, you know, as long as it's the same thread size and, and bolt size, you know, all you have to do is get the plate, you pop it right in there. Um, so we're trying to save some money that way. And you, that's I, cool. You, I do remember oh. when I had a GMC Sierra, I do remember the rear exhaust manifold was, was, uh, had a broken stud. Yeah. So is that what you were talking about? Yeah, that one is a monster to get to. Um, that's why we have that pro chuck is because every so you, little millimeter you can get. So you've got say, something for that rear. Yeah. GM. Man, that was horrible. It's like, I can't, I didn't think I would ever fix that and I ended up selling it. Yeah. But, sell the car, get rid of that problem. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good, it was a good truck. It was getting kind of up there in miles, but it was a six liter push rod. So it was kind of yeah. simple, but yeah, that exhaust, but then you know what the Ford, I had a Ford recently last year and it, it was like the same thing or they were broken in the back. So yeah, I yeah. didn't, I wish I would have known cause I would have definitely ordered that kit and done it, but I just, I didn't even know. No, well, uh, Hey, A-Rod can give you my info. If you see one, um, you know, message, let's see. Uh, yeah. Cause they, they all break on the five fours. Yeah, but I guess they're done making it, right? So it's the 73 oh, now. That doesn't matter. We're doing exhaust <laughs> manifolds on school buses every single day. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. we probably we probably put an order into you guys like once once a week, once every two weeks for bushings and drill bits and yeah. inserts, whatever it is. No, no, I may be a fool for asking this because I haven't been on on the website uh, in, in in a minute. But do we have a kit for the six seven when they have broken exhaust manifold studs? Yeah, we do. It's not really that popular. Really? Um, okay. Okay. It's called the Peyton Pro Kit, but it's um same yeah, setup plate bushing. Yep. Da 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 da. It's got a it's got a weird shape to it um like a lot of them do we try to make them as lightweight as possible and maneuverable um i, I am fully aware there are other drill kits and drill drill guides on the market um can you show us a rod yeah hold that up because i'm trying I mean, to envision this plate like, bushing stuff yeah there's other ones like the yeah. lyles are cheaper and you can get them anywhere but you said it man not me is an all-inclusive all <laughs> package you have what did I've you call that, that? The you, have the, you have the right yeah, size drill bits you have the right size bushings you have bushings so you know it's going to go in square is that on the youtube channel it's uh on our it's not on our youtube channel oh, okay I'll i can't find to anyone to make a video of it yeah it's on permaxpill.com <laughs> but yeah, it's like as a tech, <laughs> as a tech you can't not use the product because you've got the cutter to make it nice and square on top you know it goes what goes in straight it's, I would love your feedback on that. It's it's hard. It's a hard concept. The pro cutter that we have. Um, is that what you're talking about? The flattens the stud before yeah, you. Yeah, I mean the I don't do exhaust manifold repairs as much as the other guys I work with, but I do know when they have a stud that breaks off at like a sharp angle, they will pull the the cutter out and use it. And it's like they don't use it for every single job, but they can't imagine not having it. Like having it. Yeah, it's oh, essentially it that came from Jeff being in the field and sitting back, you know, two two old guys sitting back looking at the job, going, "Hmm, there's got to be a better way." And uh, <laughs> you know, two guys looking at a truck, and um, 
it's an annular cutter. Oh, that's beautiful. Wow. Look at that. So this is something that lets you drill square straight and it doesn't set the depth as well. So you don't drill too deep. Say if you're doing exhaust manifold stuff. That's pretty yeah. sweet. Uh -oh. I've got a I don't know hilarious video of um, oh. I've got a hilarious video of a uh, that's my pop up. That's the, whoever the marketing guy is is trying to get you to sign up. Just ruined the show. <laughs> yeah, and you'll see if like there's variants there. Um, there's the pro kit. We have a base kit. Um, so plate only option. So I'm thinking I'm by looking at this. Do you secure these other holes to like hold that thing down? Yeah, it goes right, right into the other like ports holes that aren't broken. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So that and goes into the holes out that like that. Break. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you can do it on the truck, and the most secure way possible. Um, some other drill, uh, unnamed drill guides on the market, um, are big square plates, um, but these are imperfect, you know, mounting surfaces, and um, we want this thing as center as possible. Um, wow. can't be messing around. Um, that's why basically if you need to explain it to someone, it's bringing the, the precision of a machine shop. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. The truck repair. Yeah. It's, it's like you're doing a little bit. A little average machining. mechanic. Yeah. You're doing machining yeah. a little bit. Kind like of. I, I, I think the, the, the scariest part is, oh my gosh, am I going to drill center? Mm -hmm. your the pro max kit takes all of that out of it because you're, you're using drilling bushing center especially if you're working on um an aluminum cylinder head um like an eco boost and stuff like that Dude. the drill's Some gonna guys are afraid of putting jacket? a drill bit near it like you know well yeah the drill would want to eat the aluminum not the hardened steel where'd this coolant yeah. come from gee i don't even know I've, wasn't I've leaking coolant before awesome. So can you can you pull up a picture of that ninety degree drill or that real small drill you were talking about? What was that called? Um, it's called Power Drive. One word. I um, want to see how that looks. Would yeah, that be under the Ford photos. stuff? No, you're gonna have to use that, that search bar, unfortunately. The search bar? It's like site search. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see too because yeah, I can see those drill bits, but I'm trying to picture that with the drill on it. Oh, or what'd you call like it? a 90 degree drill. That's what'd all you call I use. It? I just use like a Power 90 drive? degree Ingersoll air drill. Yeah. Chris, what did you call it? Uh, power drive. Yeah. Okay. Power. Maybe drive. I can shoot it over in this chat link. Mm -hmm. Oh, here we go. Yeah. I'll have to ask you off the podcast if how how much volume we do for you guys because i'm very uh, yeah you know if i got the shop name um i'll, I'll, make I'll sure shoot it over to you i'll slip some jokes over in the next uh yeah <laughs> or some good stuff um that's that's a thing that i, I mentioned about 24 7 tech support um we can go into production very quickly with what we have because we manufacture right where we are um i know we're not the cheapest product on the market, um, but it's because we can manufacture very quickly. We only will touch the best um, materials out there and we have the best machinists helping us develop this stuff. So if you guys are seeing something, um, we wanna know about it so we can put something um, out in the field. We had a tech in Kentucky, I forget which part, called us up one night and said, I just broke the crankshaft bolt on a 3.5 EcoBoost. It, 
we have something for that. You said the crankshaft bolt? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, he's are like, you, I'm you, in a bad place right now, man. Are you, very, are you saying, very bad. Are you saying for the for the like balancer in the front? Yeah. 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 Dang, I've so, never seen what that. What you're looking at right now, A-Rod, that was like all the little accessories that come with it. That's the essentially what it does. And that second picture at the top is with the pro ratchet yeah look at with. that yeah that that's pretty cool yeah. that is pretty cool yeah. stuff and what is different about it um i don't you know being technicians and not truly like like machinists you have your old school machinists and they get down to the angularity and the concentricity and um how the metal was made yeah yeah they get into all that stuff um those are the guys making our tools. Um, they are they they geek out that much on how true and dead center is this thing on a lathe, um, and that power drive is in a lot of cases more accurate and will drill look more straight than a traditional drill chuck because of the concentricity and the way that it's assembled. Um, so it's pretty cool. What kind of uh, material um, are you guys? using uh or making those uh, eighth inch drill bits out of that uh you know that we're right starting the cobalt. first are they yeah um and we have um our platinum drill bits we call them your carbide mm -hmm. um those are in development um haven't had a demand for it just yet but that's the one thing about the bits we have i know bits you can get them any you get them anywhere right um but if you're going to uh, hardened steel or even titanium that has a Rockwell hardness of 55 or plus, um, you need to have the right tool, cut yeah, at the like, right speed. How are you going to drill that out? <laughs> yeah. We might need to yeah. talk to you about that, Chris, because uh, the studs Ford was giving us for, you know, they updated the stud on the 6.8. Yeah. Those things break and like a drill bit would skate across it. So I might have to have <laughs> you float those our way. Why don't you just weld work. on it? That's yeah. what everybody does. The the young dudes that you know, we we did the 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 drilling, and he's like, you know what? I'm just welding. He yeah. winds up getting them out faster, just yeah, gluing a, a nut to it. And I mean, there's out. some instances where you might, you know, it might be quicker and you might have better success, but sure. you get you get some weird metallurgic properties where it just doesn't want to stick where you can't get enough heat into it then it's like yeah your guy's kit is the only option it's the or, last line of defense or it's a six seven shuttle bus triple ac double alternator uh, and uh, either you're gonna have to take this gd cylinder head off or you're gonna have to use chris's kit what's it gonna be you know what that, i'm saying that's that the thing is like why did the bolt break drilling. in the first place? You know, it just didn't fall apart to be funny. You well, know? it's funny um, you said about like the water. Mm -hmm. So that kind of got me thinking. So like when you put the bolt down in the hole, it actually like it goes, it goes through the hole down and then goes into the valve cover. And there's like, it goes into like a, a, a bolt well <laughs> and it's not, totally sealed off because mm -hmm. i mean there's still underneath the the hole down i mean you can still you can't see it but the bolt mm -hmm. is still going so i mean if you were to 
wash your engine down. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, but I mean, you would think that water would turn into steam and evaporate out, but that, how is, how is corrosion going to occur? You got that steel bolt in the aluminum head, but then it starts taking oxidation. You add a little water and heat thermal cycling. And now you have this white glue that is turn these two pieces of metal into one. Yeah. I, I guess what some people don't realize is um, aluminum actually does oxidize. You don't yeah. see it, right? Mm -hmm. um, Just it's a like little an invisible haze. film. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, it happens. And my point to it all is like, why did that bolt break? And yeah, welding it and just twisting it out does work a lot of the times. Hell, I've seen guys use like a chisel to turn it out. Like, mm -hmm. um, but if those threads are jacked up or if it wasn't uh, torqued correctly, um, bolts are at their nature elastic, right? They stretch like under load. That's what torque is, right? And, um, and over time with heat and maybe if they're torqued um, to the wrong spec, they lose that elasticity. And so those threads are jammed in together. You've got something seized. Um, so that's where it's unfortunate. Um, and it happens a lot because guys going with the uga uga and um, you know, that's what happens. Yeah. If you're going to pull off EGR two bolts on a six, seven, I better not see a power tool in your hand. Slap <laughs> you Cause you're going to snap just that off. Thought of a Cody shaking his head. Cody knows it. That happened to him the first time. He's like, I'm, I got my eight millimeter and my brand new snap on impact. Zinc. I got my brand new snap on impact. <laughs> I don't play around with snap on Milwaukee only. <laughs> <laughs> regardless hey. i never use impacts on it because i learned from uh, the 35 year master tech don't touch it with an impact gun yeah that's uh that's what my Croyle, told me croil and beat the shit out of it before you even touch it well here's the deal he, he was gonna here's, beat the shit out of me if i put an impact on those bolts I'll, i'm <laughs> i'm with you matt though i like to do the shock method where you hit it you know and then uh -huh. you know to shock it and then i'll i've had a good success by just putting a wrench ratchet, whatever it is you're taking off and then just taking a hammer and just tapping it loose, just on the end of the wrench slowly. If it budges a little, then work it back. I'll work it back and forth a little bit before yeah. I go full. Cause sometimes, you sometimes you'll get it loose and then you'll keep turning it and it'll tighten back up and break. So I'll just go back and forth as it starts moving. You'd be I've surprised been, how much convincing with a sledgehammer, how far that can get you in life. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that wheel bearing puller again, Chris, and yeah. what I just had to do today, I don't know if Jeff has ever thought about this, but on our dually applications, whether yeah. it's uh, an Econoline cube uh, or 65750 or a 550, whatever, if it has dually wheels and you're in a corrosion state, sometimes you cannot get the dually wheels off of the axle hub or whatever you want to call you it. You can't get it off the, the wheel back. hub. So yeah. there's you know a, what? a tool Aaron, out that, there. That happens to our trucks too, though. Yeah. You know. uh, but uh, to separate the two wheels, I mean, we can get on the backside and hit the wheel. Well, on right. the dually, you can't really do that. And there's a, a tool out there called the dually buddy. And oh, it like, uh, pushes against the one wheel and then it goes and pushes against the rotor. Yeah. 
I think just got another name. And one of those names I'm thinking could be the PTT bar, the PTT spreader. I think he needs the A rod, you know, the A rod, whatever. The A rod. But that is a a specialty tool that is going to have to be precise and is going to have to distribute an even amount of force against too hard surface, but take that ugga dugga 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 because you're yeah. hitting it with a half inch. Um, the Dooley Buddy worked well. I mean, it was. We'll to take high. a look at that. Um, I think if you guys made something that went, that kind of horseshoed into the like the scallops, the openings of the wheel. Yeah. Let's say it's like two prongs. You slip one in and then you kind of slip the other in and then it pushes on the axle flange. You mm-hmm. can just pull it straight off because what the dually buddy does is it just works it off at an angle. Yeah, right? cocks one, it you take it. it off. Yeah, yeah, it just walks. Now, it is off. that safe in that application to press against the axle? Is that uh, that's well, you'd what actually I don't... press against the rotor to get uh, the inside yeah. one off? But to get the the outside one off, it pushes against the inside wheel. Yeah, and then once you like, get the outside one off, then you can go against the rotor on the inside and then walk that off like Matt was saying. Get the one side, yeah. it pops, take it yeah. off, put it on this side, pop that side off. And you know, I mean, I yeah. have seen that. Hopefully. I've seen videos of that go bad where someone has cracked a rotor using that because they put and, maybe too much force on it. Oh, uh, you guys have other, a lot of problems. <laughs> the kind of no, I'm saying I we haven't had it happen in our shop, but the crappy thing with the dually buddy is the like the locking tab or the big nut that locks against the wheel that you're pushing off is aluminum and it doesn't matter how much grease you use in the world it's just going to gall up the threads Mm. all right there must be a better way all right research uh shop again do how do how do you how do you pull on those wheels that's a big you know a big size it seems like you need something big to to get on there somehow oh yeah i mean the threads of this thing are like yay big they're pretty big aaron's gonna pull up the dually buddy then you guys are gonna come up with a better option <laughs> i hear well, a bunch of northern problems right <laughs> that they this are. stuff doesn't happen down here that's one of the Cody. funniest things is Cody. when i i run our facebook ads and stuff like that promoting new products and these fights that start in the comment section oh my gosh, are dude. just like if I need a good giggle, I go to your guys' Facebook page oh and all God. the comments are like, Well, just don't break it. Yeah, just, yeah. Or just, just don't buy out. a Ford. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, we yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, you know, technicians are easy. You don't have to tell me world. I deal with it every yeah. Tuesday. Or you could just Friday, you know. Sunday. <laughs> So it's it's amazing what I what I see in there. Um, some guys have great ideas, great suggestions. Um, others are the smartest guy in the world. It's uh, yeah, that's just he has a patch <laughs> right here um, next to his pocket protector that says "Certified Keyboard Warrior." Right, like right <laughs> here. Um, and where oh, is it proud? Goodness. Yeah, uh, these guys will research each other. They'll see in the comment section, be like that guy's comment. He was in California. Yeah, bring that up here to New York, man. Like, and they get in oh these fights, and uh, it's amazing. It's all yeah. about uh, helping and development of Promax, the company, uh, the tools. They're all here in design to help 
uh, us technicians finish the job and ultimately get the customer back on the road. And it, that's the same thing I'm doing with my videos. And mm-hmm. just like Chris is talking about, you know, these guys are going back and forth and it's like, you guys are all missing the point. I know you all have your opinions, but crying out loud, it's, this is what we're here to do is, is help. And somebody's asking a legitimate question on Facebook or maybe just got a, a new diesel. And like the guy's just asking a question. What is with the, what, what really? I, I, What's wrong with society, people? My favorite ones are when they say, mm, that won't work. And the guy's I'm like, well, you just watched a video of it working. So it's like, are you well, sure? Well, that's because that was in a controlled environment with no corrosion. Uh-huh. And you guys are experts and you tried it 50 different times until you got it to work. It's like, no. That was gonna... the small print and the fine warning asterisk italicized at the end of the comment or uh, at the end of the advertisement. Meant, uh, <laughs> something changed. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, A-Rod, to your point, though, um, one of the things that Jeff has started talking to these uh, Ford Asset kids about is profitability and like trying to teach them how to be profitable at work, um, what to charge the customer, um, when it's a good time to use a specialty tool, um, how to beat that book time, how to look at a book time and how to beat it. And um, being profitable and efficient at work is going to make your career much more enjoyable, much more successful. Your wife's going to be pissed at you less, you know, um, maybe. I don't know. Like there, but. there was, if when I think back, there was no, it's like, if, if I had like a, like a seminar that you could go to, you know, we'll feed you lunch, you know, we're just giving you the lowdown. Like, I think I would have went and just, you know, somebody would, have, you know, I don't remember being told if I wasn't listening, but it's like, you know, oh, okay. All right. Have like a general outline of maybe what to expect. You know, you're not being thrown to the wolves, so to speak. Like, okay. All right. I, I can, I go oh, check this off. Okay. Yeah. May make sure to pay attention for this or have, you know, like I was, I was talking to Cody um, about uh, some diagnostics, you know, going over the internet and, and I'm telling this guy, I can show you this roadmap i'm gonna draw the line for you to follow but i can't make you follow that line like it's up to you to do this like i can't make you you know what i mean so like i i get when when you know addressing the 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 statement of profitability it's it, it really comes down to these asset kids and this generation, dude, you either got it or you don't. Yeah. It really, it really is. If, if you want to be somebody, you want to be a, a technician, you want to be a senior master technician, <clears throat> or do you want to be living in your mommy and daddy's basement for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? It's the, that is the reality of it. Because you're not gonna do anything else. There's, there's no reason. I mean, it, it is what it is. People are gonna say what they want to say, but there's no reason you need to go get some four-year degree and this piece of paper to, to uh, say that you're smart. I, right. I, I, it's, it's not what is driving the world and and trades people. 
people don't want to do a trade anymore. They just want to do nothing and expect the money to just roll in. And that's not how it works. It's not how it's worked for centuries uh, before this. Um, uh, decades before this i like you have to work in order to make money and trades is how it's dying yeah. well let there's, me, there's let me one episode. go ahead man sorry well, i want to i want to throw this at you though have you ever seen back in the day or maybe even still today a young guy coming in who maybe is going through school or maybe it's an asset program maybe it's community college route and it seems like no matter what he does, and specifically when it comes to mechanic work, it seems like he just doesn't have it. Like, I've yeah, seen that for that's sure. Kind of the, that's kind of the danger with tech schools, though. Yeah, it's like just because you go to tech school, that doesn't mean you're going to get it. Well, yeah, you've got some recruiter coming into a school or wherever, and they're like, yeah, you can make 150 grand a year exactly. wrenching on they're, cars. They and hear like, about the money. That's maybe one guy in a dealership doing that. And I don't want to tell you humping. how. Yeah, I don't want to tell but, you how he does it, but, but he's got sores. There's something about working on vehicles that you just can't teach in school. You either got it or you don't. That's... You either got it, you either got it or you don't. And, the, and a lot of people that got it, they knew from a school, young age. A young age. And they'll be in school and they'll be sitting there thinking like, dude, I already know. I know most of this stuff. I'll probably learn two things. Like if you played with Legos, then you're going to be good. Yeah. If that you did not thing. play with Legos, brother, you are fucked. <laughs> do, you think, do you think some of that comes from uh, maybe having like a mentor at a young age? Like someone that really took you under the road? Oh, yeah. Probably. My dad was a motorcycle mechanic, so I mean, it kind of just rolled yeah. around to the family. Uh, I don't know where I came from because my dad was an attorney and my mom was a child psychologist. But it comes from always... the upbringing, Lorraine. If you ever have a child like that, I'm going to disown you. What What happened with me is I didn't think my parents were going to really get me a vehicle, and I got left with an old POS <laughs> in the garage yeah. that didn't run. And I went out there, and I will never forget turning them the wrench for the first time. And just busting my knuckles. Mm. I remember learning Lefty Lucy out there by myself. My dad didn't teach me that. I had to figure that out. Lefty, Which way I, do I had you to go? figure out the first bolt to left turn loose, and I just figured it step by step from probably, probably from like sixteen or seventeen on up. But I was playing with Legos, big time Legos. Never forget big the day you discovered Legos. a cheater bar and how great they are. <laughs> yeah, right, oh, you're just. Yeah. I never forget that. So what? It out. <laughs> what? Yeah, right, 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 right. But I figured it out. I was figuring this stuff out from like 16. I think my my son, he's like, he's like, gonna, he's not gonna know where he learned this stuff because he's two and he's doing stuff, so yeah. he's not gonna know where he got it from. But I remember I think- everything. I think I it also drives just human nature of, of just self-gratification, not self-gratification, instant gratification, because you have, you know, this truck coming in, doesn't start, it's blowed up or whatever the problem is. And then, you know, you feel good about the repair, it's diagnosed, you know, you got no other issues, you see the truck leave and drive off, the customer's happy, you got paid, you know, the shop got paid, Every all parties are happy, and you know the job's done, the customer's happy, and that, that truck's, you know, back on the road. I think that, uh, you know, later on 
in the career yeah. is what drives you it's know, like you're, you're helping you people. Just, you just hit the nail on the head with me because that's been my thing about anything that I'm doing is it's whether I'm, you know, out at the ski hill, pushing jumps, building terrain parks, doing this, that, the other. It's just watching everything materialize and it's the instant gratification and mm-hmm. putting a smile on someone's face. And it's not me being like, oh yeah, I made them happy. I'm awesome. It's like, I'm just glad I was able to like share that experience with them and that you know, one thing about it that I think is kind of one thing about it that's kind of interesting for me is that when you're working on something is honestly, a lot of times it's stressful. It's not easy. It's not always fun. It's something about when you finish and you've, you know, it's a struggle. You're going through the struggle. And then once you've gotten through it, you that's when I feel good when I'm when I've completed it. And it was if the harder it was, the better at the end. It was It's the best high it's 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 done you feel so good about it you you're 100 confident about the repair you're not you don't have any you know uh you know oh my gosh you know this is gonna go you know you know am i gonna make it around the corner i don't know you know no it's you're you know 100 confident and it's just the best feeling because you know you know the customer is going to be happy and i mean that's the worst is you know, having to deal with that, then the advisor, and then and no one's happy. Their truck's in there no, right? to begin with, you know, and yeah, then pull in to see a, lo- a, a lot full of cars. And yeah, am I going to get this back today? <laughs> you know, it's, a, this it's the a, same thing we see is guys are never happy. They have to call us. Like if you got Promax on the phone, probably having a bad day, you know, like you just broke true. something that shouldn't have broken. That is and, true. Um, that's why I give an applause to our staff. If you ever call in, um, we've, there that like know how to defuse the bomb basically go all right buddy we're gonna make us all right we're gonna make us all right that's good shit now give me your credit card but honestly though looking at the pricing it doesn't seem like it's that bad i saw like one price it was like 250 bucks the thing is uh, yeah, we, we know our customer and at the end of the day, you have different types of technicians out there with different levels of profitability in their mind. You guys are saying either they get it or they don't. And to be quite honest, um, and maybe Jeff may not agree with this, but not every technician is our customer. Um, not every technician has that mentality to use the tool, um, know when to use the tool, use it the right way. And, and so be it. Everyone's got their method. But if there's someone driven, they're thinking, I need to beat this book time. I need to be productive. I can't be and I also need the most like efficient way that doesn't, doesn't go wrong. Um, then this is my route. And that's our customer. That's, that's who we're looking to talk to the guys who give a damn. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that, that, that's it. I wanted to tell you guys the, there's an episode of uh, parks and rec where Ron Swanson teaches the one lady how to like fix a droopy faucet. And she feels like really satisfied afterwards. She's like, what is this feeling? He's like, mm, mm. like, that's, that's <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, it feels yeah. good, doesn't it? She's like, yeah, it feels really good. Let's go fix other stuff. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. A-Rod, you need to do a, uh, a career path, a wisdom with A-Rod, you know, like that's your well, next talk track. Yeah, so good idea. that is next next week I have, uh, like I said, my, my um, classmate who is now teaching the asset class he sat ahead of me. I, I remember kicking, kicking his seat, kicking his seat, 
and now he's teaching the class and uh, I reached out to him like because I have an asset student right now myself and uh, he came in you know did his his thing and I you know told him what I got going on I said you know I'd really like to uh, get you on and talk asset I don't think um you know, there's a lot of light brought to asset and just the fact that, you know, you're coming out of an, a, a, a community college with a two-year associate's degree and you are going to be certified through Ford Motor Company from bumper to bumper uh, on all, all of their systems and everything. And with this so evolving and changing, I mean, some of the stuff that I remember learning back in, in the asset program is slowly fading away because that technology's not used or around it's not common we're teaching you know the technicians about today's today's stuff and how do you stay sharp after school you know yeah we have certain tests they have their web-based trainings what they're called and you know there's certain criteria that we have to meet each year to keep our um you know engine master's certification or um you know whatever career path you go if you want to be you know a diesel specialist or if you want to be you know a senior master tech certified and everything um you know you have to meet you know certain certain criteria because ford puts out different uh, different stuff, different uh, stuff for sync, different stuff for uh, for the new engines that come out. And if you want to stay certified in engine masters, then you have to do the web-based training for the new 4.1 liter diesel coming out or whatever. And it's, yeah. you know, take you an hour and a half or whatever the test is going to be, but you'll know, you know, engine displacement and uh, the oiling and cooling system. And just when you get that engine in, now you're oh yeah i remember yeah i remember so i really wish i got into something like that through ford or whatever because i just went through the general education route and i went to like macomb community college and was taken i took engine building transmission building uh front end suspension driveline that was a good class, but most of those teachers were full of it. I had like one good teacher. The trans teacher was full of it. The engine teacher was good, but who's, but engine building, he was even saying like, if you're an engine building, you're not going to make no money. <laughs> who's going to, who's building engines? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you're going, guys you're really <laughs> are passionate and, you know, right. Racers and all that. I will was, say there though. probably was an avenue for engine building, but I'd love like if I had a, a short block or a long block six, seven, and it had to be built in fuel system and turbo, put everything on, I would love to just have a job where all I had to do was just maintain 110% quality on every engine I was building. I just hate taking the things in and out, taking the cam off and doing all, just yeah, like, dude, give me an engine, was, give me all the parts and I'm going to give you yeah, I was correctly whole, running. I was learning how to do the machining and how to measure the bore and the hey, plastic gauge. And the, you don't need that. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, it was boring. To be a couple honest. of ugaduggas. Well, dude, that's even like a None. question on like the, the Michigan state test and like some a, ASE, you know, dude, I got certified. And it's like, what, I got how many ugaduggas? No, how many I'm ugaduggas? Asking, like, it's like if you were to be cleaning the ringlands on a hyper eutactic piston, what oh. size glass shot should you use? And it's like, who does this? <laughs> I don't do that. Yeah, dude, I got all those certs, the Michigan ones. I got all the Michigan certs. Man, I couldn't find a job to save my life. 
I couldn't find a job to save. I wish I would have gotten the asset program. I go in there, hey, I'm just master certified and I'm with college. They'd be like, get out of here. Went to all the dealerships. I oh. think when they tell you you could make $60,000 in your first year, it is entirely up to you. You make as much as you want to make. You only get paid until the job is done. So unless you're paid otherwise, I'm paid flat rate, which means I get paid until the job's done. If Ford says it's going to take three-tenths of an hour to replace this, and it takes me one and a half hours, I'm getting paid three-tenths. I'm not getting paid one and a half. So it's it's... Yeah, when I, pain, was, but- when I was looking for a job in mechanic, I was going to dealerships. I didn't care how much the pay was. I didn't even care if there even was pay. I was like, let me just give me a just give me a shot. It's intimidating. It was, it was brutal. I went to everyone. My mistake. Here's a here's a tip for anyone looking for a job in mechanic worker. If you have certs or not or whatever. My mistake, if I can go back in time, is I would at. I would go and apply. I would go and apply for every at every dealership one time. Instead, I should have probably just kept going back to the same one a bunch of times until they hired me. Instead, I would just go and like spread the seed across the whole like tri county area, every dealership. Dude, I got called by Bob Maxi like six months ago. Hey, we just got to your application. <laughs> I'm like, dog, it's been 10 years. What do you, what, what, what? <laughs> they need text? Oh, it's been 10 years. They need text that bad. They're dead. <laughs> so funny. I'm like, like dog. My dad in the United States. My anymore, dad man. was working. Been? My dad was working at the dealership and they still wouldn't hire me. I'm oh. like, dude, he was a service advisor. They're like, uh, they, they still didn't hire you. I'm like, dang, they didn't even give me a chance. Wow. It was, but at the same time, it was in 2008. It was 2008, oh. 2009. So that could have been a factor too, but. Yeah, they weren't hiring anyone. Major upturn market, as I call it. Yeah. Yeah. They were firing, <laughs> not hiring. Well, hey, yeah. let me ask you guys uh, related to that question. Did you slow down at all in the past year? We just hit a slowdown, like within the past month. Before that, we were probably a month out for the past eight months. Really, you could even look at anything. It was it was it was ridiculous. Interesting. Interesting. Slammed. Yeah. We slammed. We, it never slammed. slowed down. The demand was always there. Um, I, my theory is part of it um, as service issues. And uh, it was hard for new trucks to be built. Um, especially we rolled out some tools for Class Eight, um, Mac, Volvo, and they had some production issues and, and, and supply shortages. And, and service and supply, sorry, supply chain issues. And so new trucks weren't getting built. So service was number one. And That's interesting. Yeah. Yes. The service was up and up and up. And um, actually, I just, the number of recalls and things that, that exist never had a, a slow moment. Trucks need to be fixed. Yeah. And that's interesting because an older vehicle for your market, vehicles that are getting up and up there in age and might have some corrosion under the hood or whatever, that's going to create more of a market share for you because mm-hmm. instead of trading that in and whatever, that's like, let's fix more, let's fix more vehicles. Yeah. That's actually one of the things um, I'm trying to educate some 
service managers are on um, or even parts managers is this is wild. They, we had rumor of um, with the EcoBoost, there was a little bit of a shortage with um, actual exhaust manifolds. No mm-hmm. one could find them. I mean, it cost 60 bucks. So if you had a broken bolt, I'm sorry, um, a little bit of warpage to it or a bolt broke well, off. Where let the me, let me ask you this though. With the 3.5 EcoBoost, I do know those are cast iron, I think. And yeah. so are those breaking kind of like how like a 5.4 would break a stud? Are they doing that too or? Yeah, it's, it's a little difficult because they, of course, have the aluminum cylinder head. and, and um, But they don't, just, run, they don't run studs. They run bolts, right? I want to say no, I've seen, you know, I'm not. They run studs? Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I know the, the middle studs are studs. I don't know if the ends use bolts. Um, of course, I'm not an actual technician myself. I just oh, okay. happen to be passionate as shit about it and, um, and, and, and do marketing and I found the right field and I met Jeff one day and he blocked me in he said you got to work it no I'm kidding but um (laughs) the the um bolts were breaking where the uh, turbo attaches to the cast iron exhaust manifold oh wow it'd be a lot easier just toss that manifold throw a new one on for 60 bucks Mm -hmm. um rather than make it cool and spend your time and what Ford's going to pay you on that um but there was a bit of a shortage and guys couldn't find manifolds so um, we had a solution to help that supply chain strain. And um, mm. a lot of shops were under the game of reducing inventory over the past year. The less inventory they had to keep in, spare parts and pieces, um, you know, it really helped their cash flow and yeah. all that stuff in the background. So that's one of the, the things that we recently tried to help with is you guys can repair rather than replace this. You know, I know it's cheaper to to just replace it but if you can't find it and if there is a shortage let's just fix it um right that's assuming the cat the, the manifold didn't warp like this you know and like right right crazy. but yeah, that's exactly what, what we're doing with mac trucks too um those manifolds are much much more expensive they're like 1200 bucks um Ooh. that's that's why we we developed the tool for for mac mp8s um now that's impressive. I'd never been in a, uh, a sh- like under under the hood of a truck that big before, and um, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. It's big. Aaron, are there <laughs> any are there any three two tools that we could use in this world? Is that three two EcoBoost? No, it's mm-hmm. the the diesel and the transits from fifteen oh, to what nineteen. Okay. <laughs> Hmm. You know, we are working on a tool um, for the transit specifically um, where cross member bolt breaks. Oh, yeah. Um, really? It, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, it's in development. We've been testing it a few times. But um, what's unfortunate as we've begun testing it is coming off the line, they're kind of imperfect. There's like a, there's like a square steel tube um with a hole cut in it and then you have your threads where the bolt goes and they're not always aligned perfectly so due to imperfect engineering it's hard to put a precision tool on it and drill out this broken cross member bolt um are you talking about the one that holds the subframe up and the control arm and whatnot yeah that's a huge bolt well the crappy thing about those two is that those are i think i was told by someone those are self-tapping bolts when they put them in too right uh, 
we're trying to figure out the best way to do it, but we've got a lot of testing going on. It's just uh, coming off the line. They are not precision. So, mm. yeah. yeah. I don't know about yeah. anything for a 3-2. There's got to be something. Precision, 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 precision. <laughs> precision collision. Garage looks like precision collision. Precision stuff, precision trucks, precision tools. That is that is something that uh, we frequent here on this podcast about keeping keeping the best trucks on the road and using uh, you know the best tools to keep to keep this stuff uh, rolling uh, effectively for our customer and for our mental capacity because sometimes we need a quick out and Promax is our scapegoat. Um, Chris, I want to thank you. Uh, thank you for uh, coming thank on you. with us. Thank you. Um, tell thank Mr. You, Jeff to, uh, we'll have to get him on uh, so everybody can uh, see the mastermind behind all of this. Yeah. The organized chaos. Um, yeah. But uh, we, we're going to put uh, uh, links in the description for the, uh, people who are viewing us on the mainstream podcast apps and uh, in uh, my YouTube description for my Pro Max kits for my EGR, uh, all my Pro Max stuff that I got uh, because it's uh, real, uh, real fancy stuff, and you guys gotta gotta check that out. Mr. Matt, it. Sleepy DS, Mr. <laughs> Cody, <laughs> I love you oh, guys. We'll catch you guys. All don't forget later. to spay. Oh. Don't forget to spay and neuter your animals. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good night.